Right. Right. So now, um, like a lot of the young chiefs be saying, how do I build my rank, my status? I say, start making connections in your family first. You call people in your family you know related to you that you never had a conversation with them and give them 10 minutes of your time just to find out something about them because that's your family, right? And the more family members you do that with, the more your familial rank rise, which gives you a higher rank when you enter into the community. The people can see the glow on you when your family is fully behind you. It's a glow you can't deny. Right. And the more people in your family say this, the one, then the more important you are to the world. When you step out, people tend to cater to you and you don't know why, because you was breaking generational curses and the spirit is shining on you. You can't help it. It's the nature of breaking those generational curses. So that when you become the most loved, most respected in your family for trying to keep the family together or trying to rebuild the family, this moves your rank up spiritually in the family, right. which gives you higher rank when you hit the street. When you walk into the street, people give you respect because you got the aura of it on you. You know, that's what they say is in you. It ain't on you, but it's on you, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know? So when we talk about putting in work, we're talking about campaigning in the family, going to spend time with family members. This is what I was doing when I was running from the police on my case. I was spending time with different family members, getting to know different parts of the family. Right. As I get to learn them, they get to learn me. I get to raise my rank in the family. Now I get to be presented to the world to say, hey, what y'all think about our chief? And then I go out, be presented to the other chiefs, and they got different tests. I got to pass them. When I get to the certain level, they say, okay, now you, when you say something, you speak it for me too. I trust what you're saying. So when I come tell people how to rebuild them, you have to start where you at because the journey of a thousand miles started with the first step, and the first step is where you at. How did you, you con- cancel the contract or treaty that I thought Farrakhan canceled the contract? <clears throat> the, the public notice, I put it up on Facebook. I did it July the 6th, 2019. Nobody else put it in the public domain to exercise the blood and the right to cancel out the fraudulent contracts for non-performance and fraud. So when I seen nobody didn't do it, I had 72 hours to respond. I waited 48 hours. Then I put it in the public domain because we are oral tradition. We have to follow the law of the land, right? Uh Farrakhan um, had to approve for me to even be able to do that because Mother Khadijah is the highest ranked matriarch of the tribes. Right. So um, I had to go through them to say, okay, it's okay for you to close out their contracts as one of the chiefs on the land. So it's a combination of both things. It's really not just me. It's the collective decision of a group of chiefs all across the land, including Angel Bay, including Larry Hoover, 
including Iman Bull Jamal Alameen, including Mumia Shakur, including Asada Shakur, including Afeni Shakur. There's, there's hundreds of us that had to approve before I could close the contracts. And they was all tired of the same thing the rest of us is tired of. Okay, so was there a, a response uh, at all of uh, um, something, did something happen somewhere to signal um, that, yeah, we saw that and we realized that y'all done, you've done that and- Yeah, Donald Trump, Donald J. Trump, um, he, he gave the messages and speeches while he was in office actively in the open. He told us the whole story, but we all listened to the media say that Trump was crazy and he didn't know what he was talking about. But Trump was doing what the same thing that they used to make us do to get messages to each other. He, he was bug dancing for the man. Right, but while he bug dancing, he flipping us all of the sands. Right, so the laws are, are all of these executive orders and um, the things that's been activated. The people just don't know that they activated, but it's been put on uh, in public domain for us to find it. They're not going to tell us, "Hey, you got your power back." We have to be, power is a funny thing. If you don't take your power, you don't have your power. And we not in power until we in power. We, the collective grassroots have to be aware. That's what my job is at this time, is to give the information to the grassroots, right? Grand Sheet gave the laws that are in the all of the, the data you need to look up to determine what we're talking about and its accuracy. I've been posting this stuff as it's been happening in real time, but the problem is, is we don't pay very good attention to the short game and we don't even know it's a long game. So I'm fighting a protracted struggle with a bunch of other people from across the land for somebody who doesn't know we fighting for them. Right. So they say, well, how they come over here and just take over? They didn't. We never stopped fighting. We not the ones who signed those treaties. They put five dollar Indians, dogs, roll participants up and sent them to Indian school to teach them our culture so they can mimic us. Rome fought wars with Huns, Mongolians and Vedics. And that's who they took as servants. All you got to do is go back and look. And when they and in the history books, they say when they left Europe, they took their servants with them. Right, right, right. So th this is where they came from. This how you, that's how come they can tell you we Mongolian. They know they Mongolians. Right? They know they Genghis Khan's children and Attila the Hun's children. They know this. The ones that found out um, that they was being used as a dupe took sides with us. Mm -hmm. And the ones who was trying to be obedient to authority took, side, took sides with their slave master. You can tell the difference in them today because the ones who took sides with the slave master hope these nappy head mother shut up. Stop telling them who you is. Because it's a that once y'all know who y'all is, that y'all back for everything they owe.
all of it and it's there and I'm trying to get us to focus and pay attention so we can seize it right so this is where we at we looking for Haiti right because Haiti is Haiti is what's going to tell the story that's the first place they landed in Hispaniola that's where they conjure first started and that's how we we beat them in the final war to conjure we tracked them back by reverse engineering what they did back to Haiti once we liberate Haiti and put it back in the tribes of the island Haiti and Dominica which also all of the other islands are already taking their governments back the tribes know what's going on and they taking government back but we ain't paying none of this no attention over here on the mainland. We thinking everything is business as usual when it's not. I mean, I'm reading their own paperwork. It's in their paperwork from the most violent, bloody Ofo the papacy to kill the kings, the princes, and the people of the land to the George Washington challenge between the feathers and the fezes and the morals and dogma of Albert Pike and the protocols of the wise men of Zion, which is the ones that's running the show behind the scenes, that's having people murdered like Noble Drew Ali and Clarence 13X and Malcolm X. And then they telling us that there's some pale skin enemy, right? All those are tools to divide us. When all the time, Malcolm wasn't shot by nobody pink. Clans 13X wasn't shot by nobody pink. Right? And it was a mixture of motherfuckers that shot uh, Fred Hampton. They was an equal opportunity assassination. Whoever was bloodthirsty, y'all in on this one. Right? But we ain't supposed to acknowledge the enemy within. That's why we can't never get over the hump. So this is why they don't know you, never had a conversation with you, and they telling the world who you is according to their opinion, as if it's valid. Right? They suspect you because you're giving out free information that can be verified with the receipts. But they skeptical of you. You telling the people this is your this is your time to shine. If you're gonna step up, step up. I'm telling you, it's the time is now. It's it's over with. The corporate entity is gone. We have to now use they use what they use to oppress us as the means of the come up. They gave us a blueprint for local government, and it's based on the old village system of the matriarchy. We just didn't know that the mayor was a was the big mama of the town. But everybody know a mayor is a female horse, and we never put the two together. Right? Because uh. it's obvious if we do that. It's so obvious that we want to know why are there male mayors? What they cross dressing? What's going on with this? They they changing they they verbs now, they um they nouns, they pronouns. What's going on? How you get to be a man and a mayor? Make it make sense. That's the woman's position. Mayor Lori Lightfoot in Chicago can, can activate FEMA relief in Chicago to get her resources to the city of Chicago because she's one of the tri- She's from the land. She know her tribe. 
She know her tribe. All she had to do is hold the press conference and tell the people, we just took this back. We don't need them no more. They can go home now. She can relieve them because she already in the position and restructure the city council to have the people better reflected in how to dispense with resources. She in the position to do that, but you think she going to do it? She's scared of a dead system because of the track record they have of when Harold Washington, one of the greatest mayors of Chicago, they poisoned him in front of everybody. Huh. And then the people sitting in the room looking around like they don't know what just happened. Oh, he had a heart attack. He just took this and the confusion has to subside they just can't get past the initial shock yet that this system is over and that everything that we do forward is about us restructuring and rebuilding government now sooner or later the chiefs that's uh, um, restoring the um, higher government on the land um, they gonna have to come out and make it be known, you know, what's going on. But we first have to get a significant quantity of movement at the grassroots of our people being aware of who we are and what we're doing. Because you can't make the move if the people don't understand it, because it'll fracture their psyche and make them like, you know, it's traumatic. But the system, in order to keep them in control, is shock and traumatize them with planes in the buildings and controlled demolitions, mass murdering people in order to keep the people in the state of fear so they could continue to, to suck off the loose, feed yeah. off the negative energy. They can harness that energy and use it to their benefit somewhere else. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, you're right about that because it, the collective fear, like I was telling somebody, I, it's no different. Like, go back back to sports again. Um, the arenas of back in the day, so called Roman Coliseums and the gladiator fights and fighting with the lions to the death and all the people cheering and all the energy is the same thing they recreated in, you know, sports, football, yeah. arenas, well, basketball yeah. arenas. And then they suck up the energy and it's a distraction. Also, they call it America's favorite pastime. They don't want you thinking about the things that really matter. They don't want you working on the things that really matter. They want you caught up in, you know, you know, this team versus that team and this score versus that score. And all they don't realize that these things have been created to take you away from the things that matter. So those buildings we call stadiums, coliseums and arenas. Um, they are they are energy they are energy factories, but they used to influence something called the um, the universal mind. Okay. So they using the numbers, they using the energy of the people, and they using the euphoria and the um, depression fluctuation from winning team and losing team. All of this energy is being emitted by people like a flock of batteries. Now, all they have to do 
they can do a small little conjure in one of them offices while that's going on and use all of that energy to manifest their best life off your expense because you freely giving away energy. It's free energy to manifest. Um, you have a mass amount of people that all agreed to be where you harnessing energy at, at the same time and the exaltation and the um, eruption of emotion at sports events puts a whole lot of harnessable free energy into the atmosphere. Yep. Right? And it's not misery energy. That's the key. Because they use the misery energy for a different purpose. When you're looking for prosperity, you want to harness the um, euphoric energies, the elations, right? That scream and roar, what they call in wrestling, that pop of the audience, that sudden eruption. You want to be doing some kind of conjure during that time when you can harness that energy. You could use it to, and they, they master magicians. They study the Kabbalah. Kabbalah is where they got their Babylonian money magic, Babylonian blood magic, Babylonian sex magic, right? So when they get all of these understanding of the movement of energy, you can use a single crystal to manifest $100 million off the energy of the crowd alone. Already understand what's going on. It's all about each one teach one. We have to make those communications in our communities in or because the community got to be tight knit too, just like the families, right? All of the mothers in any given neighborhood got the same level of interest in protecting the children in that neighborhood. This is the um, the underlining cause of action is to protect the children because we see what they doing with a colorful groups and they changing the pronouns to confuse the minds of the children and to confuse the gender of the child, right? I don't care what a grown motherfucker be. Be whatever you want to as an adult, but do not push your, your um, lifestyle off on the unsuspecting child before he had an understanding of who he is as an individual. That's not fair to that child, yeah. right? And don't nobody want nothing forced on them if they know it's being forced on them. But when you are naive as a child, then adults come along and push their lifestyles on that child. It's not fair to the child. Every child got to have an equal opportunity to be the best version of themselves in an environment of nurturing that facilitates that. And the matriarchal form of government is hardwired because the children are first under the matriarchy and the men protect the women that's protecting the children. It's the law of nature. And the women have the first right of the earth right to reclaim the systems of government if it looks to be detrimental to the development of the children over the next seven generations. We the elders now, it become our duty to clean this mess up for these babies so they don't have to repeat the mistakes of our forefathers. That's breaking the hell out of generational curses. Sure. Nobody didn't give us any um, post-traumatic slave withdrawal classes. 
Didn't nobody ever give us trauma recovery programs? None of that. We had to figure it out. Now, the easiest way to tell you the solution is love. Yes, love. And that don't mean I won't that don't mean I won't turn the motherfucker spit red, push his snot box back, get his back dirty and swell his eyes up because sometimes love got to be a little tougher. Right? So in order to do the right thing, sometimes you got to chop a motherfucker in the throat. It's just the law right. So when, when we understand what's taking place, the system is gone. There's no system there. It's going to slowly fall apart piece by piece until we catch it and rebuild a new system. We can wait till they get to c- catastrophic levels of deterioration where it's a hundred times harder to put government back together, or we can catch it at the early stages of the fall and start rebuilding now. But that's our responsibility. Yes, 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 absolutely. I agree. I agree, you know, 1,000%. Yeah, we, now's the time. You know, let's get that stuff in place, you know. <laughs> so, you know, when it falls, have something that, like, moves, you know, before it crumbles, look, we in place. We move right in place. And again... Um, That's also the mitochondrial frequency. Ah, okay. When, when the mitochondrial is putting out maximum uh, output, it's at that frequency. Well, that's the less what. That's why when you look at it, uh, you look at one of your sisters, you say, ooh, girl, you in love. <laughs> Our mitochondrial is on that frequency. Okay. And it, it can't help it. You have to see it. It's expressed. It's expressed in the energy. Y'all know, you know. When you see a sister in love, you know what her frequency is when you look at her. Y'all got a way the women to really know quicker than the men. Because y'all instinct ties in right with her mitochondrial. Y'all feel her when she walk in the room. And y'all start giggling together. Ooh, girl, tell me about him. Tell me about your new man, because I can see it all over your face. <laughs> and she gets to telling you, girl, he cooked dinner for me, and he was rubbing my feet. We was having wine and a good conversation. He even helped me clean up behind the kids, you know. Yeah. You know what y'all do? And then y'all just be smiling together. <laughs> it get contagious at that point. All right. Yeah, then you got to go tell your sister about your sister. Girl, so and so in love, girl. She was just glowing. You should have seen her. Oh, girl, I wish I was there. Everybody want that frequency, that tone, that pitch. That's when your life is on the perfect path. That's heaven on earth. Yes, yes, yes. Let's let's all vibrate with that love frequency. Come on, y'all. Talking about the earth. See, your world is not the earth. When we say the world is going to, we're at the beginning of a new world or where this is the end of a world. That's your world. Each person has their own world based on the language, based on the culture, based on how they eat, how they live, where they sit, where they where they are on the planet. I mean, think about this for a second. Why do people have a certain accent that live in a certain area? 
So you can tell Brother Rich has a New York accent, a New York rhythm. Where does that come from? Why? Because he's from where he's from. Does he talk like that? People in the South have what you call a Southern accent. Where does it come from? And I'm going to give you a little piece of history as we get into this. The South of America, of North America, the Southern states had lots of mosquitoes at one time. And most of the people got sick from the mosquitoes. So the people who were sick from the mosquitoes, their brain was affected. The ones who didn't die. So the frontal lobe and the communication parts of their brain was slightly delayed. So the people begin to talk slower. If the children are born, they talk the same way because they're modeling. So all this information that we receive that gives us our culture and our way is, a, is all modeling. Some of the things about the universe, the innerverse, we're just now finding out. Your agreements have to change. Your contracts with things have to change. Once you are able to be open and not so closed, then you begin to tap into this place where everything is totally different than what you have been told. You have been modeling. You've been modeling people with their with the way they talk, the way they act. So what you're seeing is more like is what you're agreeing that you see. See, these are references. Most of the things that you know about are references. There's a big difference between a reference and a referent. A referent is an actual experience. When you've had an actual experience, you were there, you could touch, feel, and see it. That is something that you can say, yeah, I was there. But most of what you know, you weren't there. You just heard about. You heard that the sun was this hot burning thing with fire. Well, fire needs oxygen. There's no oxygen in space, so the sun couldn't be burning. Even though it's hot, it's not the type of heat that you know about. That you realize it's not like a fire, you know, the campfire or your stove. These are agreements. The world that you see, right, is on the macro level is totally different on the micro level. It's a totally different set of rules in the quantum world. When you look at things, you see them because an energy field comes out of your eye. It travels to the things that you are viewing, picks up the electrical signals, the biophotons of those things. Not always bio, sometimes they're just photons, but there's biophotons also, which come off of living things. And that goes back into your eye, which are receptors, which pick up this information. It goes into the brain, goes into a transformer. The transformer turns it into electrical signals, and those signals are broadcast inside the cave, the dark cave. Things you hear, information hits your ears. It goes inside the coils inside your ears and there's little hairs in there. 
that picks up the vibration, these subtle vibrations, the tones and the frequency. Then it goes into your brain and it goes through the transformer and it turns them into electrical signals. When you taste something, you know, it turns it into electrical signals. Your tongue sends the information through the nerves to your brain. When you feel things, they're all being converted, but they're being converted a lot of times based on what you know or what you already believe based on your programming. If, if they didn't tell you that you could break a cinder block with your hand and you don't believe it, you can't do it. Even though we have actually done this. I remember when I was in school, you know, this one class, you know, learning how to do this, the, the psychological kinesiology, you know, they, they gave us a big piece of wood and they said, everybody in class, you don't graduate till you break the wood. People were hitting this wood all day, the hands bleeding and hurt, and black and blue. Until one lady got up, she was a really older lady who was in the wheelchair, and she got up and broke the wood. Because she said, this is the only thing I have is, I'm gonna use everything I have to what? Separate the molecules in this wood, and she did it. Once that lady broke the wood, all the 3,000 people in this class began to break the wood because you saw that it was possible. So some of the things you don't know are possible or not possible because you don't know they're possible. So when I tell you that when you're looking down in the microscope, you're looking up in space, you may say, come on, B, what are you talking about? Because everything above is below. The microcosm and the microcosm are mirror images of each other being projected through time, the time-space continuum. But there's all these agreements that you have that have you seeing, thinking, and feeling the way you do. It's an agreement. These are millions and millions of agreements that you're making every day. So what you're seeing is a bundle of energy, right? That has come together and you call it this thing. That's not really what it is. Like this thing about an atom. They talk about an atom. Do you know they've never really seen an atom? They don't know how big or how small it really is. They keep talking about everything is made of atoms. They don't even agree of what at that, that an atom looks the way it looks. Did I look at it all in focus? I just saw it briefly, but I looked for what? Pleasure. People was on the freeway driving crazy, blowing horns. Somebody flips you off. I wave at him. Oh, thank you. Blessings, my brother. He just flipped you off. Yeah, I, I have to let that hurt me. You see, we haven't gotten all punked out with all these little words and all these little symbols and even emojis. Somebody attempted to cuss me out one day with emojis. I man, this blew my mind because I had to ask the children. <laughs> I had to ask the children, what are they saying? Oh, they're well, mad at you, Dr. B. <laughs> You're going to cuss me out with little yellow emojis. <laughs> this is crazy. You can't tell me, tell me, at least type it out. People can't type no more, you know what I'm saying? They don't just push an emoji. You know what I mean? The little heart says I love you. That don't you don't, you don't love me because you pushed a little funny heart. It's action. Love is action word. It's not just a noun, it's not a naming naming word. So my point is, is that we are perceiving things based on the lens and the filter that we have programmed ourselves with. Take it away from who did it to you. Because once you get off, once you get off that field, once you get out the prison of the mind and who did what to you and say, I allowed, this is when you become powerful. I allowed them to program me that way. I allowed myself to be a prisoner. 
I allowed myself to be whatever. I'm not saying that things didn't happen to you, but it has to do with how you deal with it. It's how you respond, how you react. And if you're reacting, you're acting from the past. So your vision, we're talking about vision here. Your vision has to be clear. You have to have a clear vision. You have to be able to fly above the storm. You have to be able to walk like look at look. You, I, I, I've seen this many times. People having an argument at a, at, a, at a cookout. Family members. There's a lot of arguments going to these cookouts. Family comes together. We love each other, but there's always arguing and fighting and disagreement. So these people are arguing. You feel like they're about to fight, and a butterfly comes flies right between them. You think the butterfly is affected by this argument? Because the butterfly is not focusing on that energy. The butterfly flies wherever it pleases and pleases wherever it flies. The butterfly is not, it's not even related to the caterpillar. They don't even have the same DNA. But a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? They're trying to be butterflies, but the caterpillar still got them. They're trying to be wealthy, but poor still got them. They're trying to be kings and queens, but they're still paupers and victims. What I am saying is, once you change your perspective, and once you break out of the prison of the mind, you're going to see things differently. And think about it. When you talk, you hear your voice, you're talking, you hear it in your ears, you hear it in your bones. What about when you talk to yourself? Who? How is that possible that you could talk to yourself? And actually here, you can say things and somebody else in there, something else hears what you just said. Inside the cave of your head. What is that all about? And you, you know, we get upset. We see somebody, you know, we see people on the corner just talking. So, oh, he, he's crazy. He's been talking to himself. Well, what's, you, you might talk to yourself, too, but you've learned how to filter it. You're not crazy. Talking to yourself all day long. But you just keep your mouth shut. Where this person is open and expressing themselves. Somebody takes off all their clothes and they're naked in the street. Oh my God. They, they, they went crazy. Just took all of, all of his clothes. Because your perspective is that the nude body is something bad. When you were born, you're nude too. You just got some coverings. See, it's these agreements. So what is good, what is bad, what is up, what is down, it's all I got, it's a perspective. Because when you're looking up in the sky, it's impossible for you to be looking up. We live on a ball. So where's up? So when I look in the microscope, I don't look in, down in the microscope, I'm looking up in a microscope. It has to do with the key word here called your telos. Mm. What is your telos? Anybody know what the word telos means? Telos has to do with your objective. What are you focusing on? What, where would you like to be? That's your telos. A telescope. And you have to point it at something. You can't be trying to look out at the ocean and see a boat on the ocean and be pointing at the trees and bushes. You've got to point it in the right direction. 
Now, if every time you try to look out at the ocean to see the boat, somebody comes and moves it and pushes it, so you can you can see mountains, you can but you can't see the ocean because you're allowing other people to control your telos, and they keep telling you, huh, what to do and how to think. You're being told what to think, how to think, when to think, and you think that that thought is yours. And then fear comes on after a while where you, you know, you, 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 you're afraid to break free because of what they're going to say. You're worried about what they're going to say, what they're going to say. When I got out of that, that's what changed me. I don't care what you say. I'm crazy. That's right. I am. You're a failure. Yes, I'm a failure at the things that you think I should be good at. I'm not good at. I'm not doing it anymore. You're going to get an F. Well, that means that I'm done. Thank you. I don't have to come here anymore. When you allow yourself to get free from the idea of being hurt and the visions of words hurting you, sticks and stones may break your bones, but what? Words will never hurt you, but now words are so hurtful. It was hurtful. I mean, wow. This is deep. Emojis. You got a set of emojis. Five emojis came across your text. You done broke down crying. I've seen it. Emojis. Those are not even your emotions. These are symbols, right? And they're all in yellow. There's a whole science behind them being yellow because, you know, you don't have the courage to text me. Never mind, just call me. But people, you know, you know people have become transhumans. They're controlled by plastic ideas, plastic devices. When you get back to being all carbon, right, carbon has to do with a physical experience that's based on dark matter. And that means that you have to have a strong telos, which is going to take courage to have, because you got to be able to row your boat in the direction that you would like to row it in no matter what. No matter what they say you're going to see, because once you get in that boat, they're going to tell you, well, there's sea monsters out there. There's, 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 there's a giant Octopus squid with, with razor sharp teeth that eats everybody that goes out on the ocean. There's monsters. There's killers. There's spiritual police that will arrest you and beat you and taser you to death. The people will put voodoo on you. Oh my God. He put something on me. Somebody put something on me. Well, you had to know that they put it on you. You see what I'm saying? There's agreements that we have. Once you break these spells, you'll see different. You'll be able to see things moving through your room, right? That you couldn't see before because you were blocked. When I'm in the studio making music, I can, I can see the sound. I can taste the notes. People don't understand it. You know, you, we all have this synesthesia where we could change the way we're perceiving and what we're feeling and how we're feeling and what channels we're allowing. When you got to expand and get out of your comfort zone and go into the place where you have no vision, where you can be blindfolded. How long have, have you, ever, you ever turned off all the lights in your house? Turn off all the lights. Turn off the, 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 the modems and the televisions and black out everything. Just just. Find your way around your home with no light. Walk down the steps. Don't say, oh, I might fall, because then you're falling. 
You get in the car. Oh, God, I hope the police don't get me. The police is coming. It's summertime. Oh, I hope the mosquitoes don't sting me. The mosquitoes was five blocks away. Guess what? Somebody wants to be stung. Oh, oh, we've been so oppressed. Yeah, we have been oppressed. But guess what? When people have been oppressed for so long, guess what? They become oppressive. I need you to hear me again. Many people who have been oppressed become oppressors. They may not oppress other people, but they may have oppressive words, oppressive thoughts. They may oppress their own self. So now that they're oppressed, they become suppressed and they become depressed and they become repressed and their vision changes. So you could show them something and say, this is a beautiful thing. This, is a, this, this crystal or this particular elixir is going to change your life. If you already think that it's not going to work, it's not. If you already have doubt. Mm. So your eyes, your ears, all of your senses are based on the programming. And once you can break the spell, which happens sometimes when people have a traumatic thing happen to them, everything changes. So me... <laughs> I've had a lot of traumatic things happen, so I was able to, I had to break the spell. I had nothing to fall back on. I didn't have no safety net. So my friend went to college with me, and he, he got his, his teaching job in the mid-90s. He'd been teaching since like 96, I think he said he did the 10-year anniversary. And for the last 10 years, his life has been a fiasco of reprimanding these children and the parents showing up wanting to knock his head off and never showing no solidarity with him when their children doing wrong thus co-signing and setting up and making a perpetual setting up a perpetual cycle for them to do wrong because the mama and the daddy or whoever mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Never stood up and said, look, I disown you. Right, you're wrong. You're you you dishonor me. Right, you right, you dishonor you in the back. You see, see, something as simple as that. Right. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you ain't got to do all this and go all around the business to make sure a person uh, 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 don't do things. You just say, and just, that's what it is like the, like, like, like the Asians, the East Indians, the Arabs. Oh, everybody except us. Everybody except us. And they say, no, I can't do this because my, I can't, my, I can't my parents... I would dishonor my parents and my parents will disown me. Something as simple as that. You got to set up a law within your family. Right. You see what I'm saying? And say, look, you do this, you're out. That's right. But do Bobby, do you know that they have Buddhist texts on behavior for children dedicated and they're very simple texts. Mm -hmm. And it says that I must not bring any dishonor to my parents or my grandparents. When my when an adult walks in the room, I stand yeah. up. When there are rules and they're itemized and they're very detailed. Even the Africans been in this country for years. You don't see them getting in no trouble like that. No. And they got their own problems or whatever based on whatever. But you don't see them getting in no trouble and the kind of stuff that plague us and embarrassing their thing because it's because they got taboos. And the whole, and the whole, the whole family would cut you off. Right. Well, in the African village scene, and this is another story. If you did not cooperate with the village, they exile you. Not only that, check this out. I got, I got one. Hmm. I got something that was much more severe than that. I went to Cleveland, Ohio. Sister showed up. She said I went to Africa. She said I went to Africa, and she had her chest between, right between, over her breast. She had a a little keloid thing here, 
one up here was two dots. And she said, I went to Africa. She said, my, my daughter had the same thing. My mama had it. Her mama had it. She said, it was just something that was already in our family. We thought it was hereditary. She said, when I went to Africa, they was all running from me. People would look at me and they would run. She said, it was almost like I had AIDS or cancer or something. Or I, like, almost like I had leprosy. Mm -hmm. And she said, she couldn't find out what was going on. And she said, she finally got one African that would talk to her. And the African said, you cursed. Your family cursed. And that's all he would say. She got back, she came to the lecture. And I said, I'm going to take this back to the ground. I'm going to find Somebody. The, the frequency, mm -hmm. the oracle that can give you the final answer. And the sister Kendallie tapped into it. She said, when they, would, when they would have a family member that would do something that was something pretty bad, and although it was kind of unfair for the whole family, the Africans had something that they could put on you mm -hmm. that could curse your family for generations. And it was a certain knot, a certain thing that was put on her family members maybe a thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. Or maybe 200 years ago I don't know when mm -hmm. But she's suffering from that right now Well you know it's funny Especially when it comes to that You know I'm, I'm real sensitive When it comes to that mama thing Now I did something Which I ain't gonna go into now When I was about 20 years old That hurt my mother And to see her hurt the way she did yeah. It made me Not ever That's right Do anything to hurt my mother Right To see my mother Cause the thought of my mother Cut me off Make me didn't want to be here no more. Right. And see, I, 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 I couldn't live in the world without my mother. And see, we period. And see, we have lost that. That reverence. We've lost that that we used to have. We had it. Certain things black people didn't do. We wouldn't do. Post segregation. Right. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. Certain things we just would not do. They would, you see what I'm saying? We wouldn't do. You couldn't cut your mother. Taboos. That's right. And we used to see white children doing it, because that's what we follow with behind. Right. And white folks don't have to honor and do all that kind of thing. They are the predominant culture. Right. And their skin says that whatever I do, it's gonna be all right. It's all right. And we 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 give it into this foolishness. Right. You see what I'm saying? But the thing I'm trying to say here is that's one of the keys where we, where, where, where we got to start. Right, we need to get that back. We you need to get that back, and you got that means you got to have some people that say, look, I know you love them, right. but you got to, it's got to be some tough love going on. That you got to say, look, you have dishonored this family. That's it. That's it. Now, you, it might be to the point where as they might straighten up, that it might not be a thing to be permanent. It might change them that they get on the straight now for the rest of their life. It's like you said. Right, but it has to be, it has to start somewhere. In other words, you got to feel a loss. Right. You got to feel like, all right, you got to pay a, in other words, whatever you do is a consequence. You got to yeah. feel, in other words, and not just the mama cut you off, the family will look at yeah. you as being dishonorable See, I came and from, an embarrassment. I came from one of them families. Yeah. You couldn't do because there was a certain standard. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 it, ain't, it, 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 it don't even have to be no law to say we're going to cut you off. There's certain things you just ain't going to do because you already know based on the standard. Right, but in, in, other right. Words, in other words, it's known in the human family, we don't do this. Oh, right. yeah, because yeah. in South Carolina, yeah. if one person did something, right. everybody would know. It would be broadcasted through and see, every I, and cousin, I, and see, every right. remote. And I had it worse because I came from a family of school teachers, disciplinarians. You see what I'm saying? 
You see, so if you did it, you it damn sure better not get back to the home front. That's right. You see what I'm saying? So that's the point I'm trying to make here is what it is is people function better in this stuff because there's certain codes and stuff. So, so a lot of times we get a lot of stuff about, you know, they poor and we've always been poor. Hell, half the country was poor. The whole country was in a Great Depression in the 1930s. Right. That ain't got nothing to do with no poverty. ain't never had nothing to do with a person growing up and having a certain amount of principles and a certain amount of things that, 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 that guided them down the right path. More but codes. it is a family structure. More codes. It's, yeah. it's, it's been, it's been Right. Because because really, people of color were the code for everybody at once upon a time. White folks, white folks. We set the standard of we America. Said, we set the standard for how everybody. That's right. That's why now, they're even with the negative side on how they still look at us and do all with the pants all down and all that, they still copying us and it's still turning negative. But it was a code with black people in this particular country and stuff. We set the moral code. But, now all of a sudden now. Stuff done going crazy, and I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. When do, so my point here is that every father or mother did did not go down to the jailhouse. See, see, used to be a time you got you, you got locked up once and came and got you. The second time you say, that's it. Look, it. I ain't bringing no food. You go. I'm telling you, I used to let you at the prison. I used to let you at the prison in the mid nineties, and it's a process. You go down there, and you would think. That it was the NBA championship every Saturday. Yeah. Or you would think that it was Sunday go to meeting. Mm -hmm. Cause it's so many hundreds of people visiting prisons. Mm -hmm. It's a part of the culture. All the family and all and, and stuff like that. Until and the mamas and the different things like that, especially that mama. Because like I realized Muhammad said, if the mama if, if the mama don't get it in you know, all stuff, if that mama has to take it, cause it cause cause something about Mama in the black community. If mama say, nigga, I ain't even gonna buy you a moon pie. You on your own. I don't wanna see you. I'm not gonna come see you when you in prison. And when you come the, out, the jury is out to say that I might not wanna see you for another four or five years. Because when you get out, don't, 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 don't come out of house. And read the fantastic work that some of our scholars have performed. And make the comment, I wish. I could have met this person. I wish I could have just been at one of these people's workshops or, pre or presentations. I mean, a lot of young people are now getting back into Malcolm X. And there are some people using their CD and DVD burners, putting together different Malcolm X pieces. And a lot of young people are like, oh, that brother's deep. Who is that? And a lot of older people are like, what do you mean, who is that? And the key thing is we can't assume that by sending them to the public school, that they're going to be educated on who he is. And so the one thing that I say to a lot of our revolutionary people, me being one of them, is you shouldn't always run to the public schools complaining about what they're not teaching our children, if they are really your enemy. You can't really send your children to your enemy and expect them to educate your children the way they're supposed to be educated. Okay? So what we do is a technique we use, of course this is being recorded so this might give up the uh, technique. We use a technique where we find the scholars and then we bring the scholars to the young people. That way it grows up in them. So that when they get ready to act in an adverse manner, hopefully something in their mind will click and will stop them from pulling that trigger. Like the five students we now have in the hospital after being shot yesterday in three different locations. Not involved in anything, any nonsense. They were just going home. 
There was other people involved in shooting. They were just caught in the crossfire. Okay? So the thing that we try to do is to show them that there are black people like them all around the planet, despite what the TV shows them. Because the minute we hit what they call Black History Month, the first thing they start and stop with is slavery. They don't go any time before then. They don't go until any time after that. And they, and they always portray, if you watch PBS, how happy and, and involved and motivated the slaves were. And what's tragic about it, believe it or not, some of the students that were in the program, and they'll tell you, made comments, even the ones from, directly from the continent, about how good slavery was or colonialism was because they would not have come to where they are now if we had not been uh, attacked and kidnapped and enslaved and hijacked. Now that's coming out of young people who, who are in the 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. Do you have any doubt what type of adult is about to be produced? So we're glad to have our teacher, our scholar with us. He has traveled the world, going to more than 50 countries, tracing the history, both with oral tradition and also with photography, of the global African presence. And so the workshop today is entitled Global African Presence, What They Never Told You in Black History Class. Man, talk about the black people around the world that are not ancient relics that have gone out as dust in time. These people, our people, are still here. You want to see some of them? The next time you watch any story on the news about what's going on in the so-called Middle East, Look in the background and see a couple of those black people running and ducking. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's just a couple at that particular moment that unfortunately for some people the camera caught. Go around the corner, you would have seen the rest of them. <laughs> they knew not to go around the corner at that time. Okay? So without further ado, our leader in knowing the global African presence, a teacher and a scholar, Professor Renoko Rashidi. Up your hands, you never give up because these children are our future. And a lot of the reasons they have problems is because we haven't done the job that we need to do. That doesn't mean you abandon the job, that just means you analyze it and work harder. So sisters and brothers, thank you very much, and I hope it's not the last time we get a chance to have this discussion. Thank you very much. Like love, family, already. So today's words from Clayon Carr is entitled Cheat. The energy is infallible in its karmic flow, so there is no cheating allowed. Those who believe they can escape the treasures in their trauma will be slapped with even more drama. In their ignorance, however, they will not even notice that they are being rewarded for the consciousness that has gone unconscious. It's like a failsafe that says God takes care of babies and fools, or ignorance is bliss. To the ones who are aware, they can see what's happening while the others don't have a clue. Understanding the energies takes sacrifice and your body will feel the dynamics of the hesitation to be in the right frequency. I feel guilty of my own accord. I was hearing the past future and it resonated so deeply it affected the now present. My memories are kept in a chamber that was infiltrated through my fragile emotions and the demon saw this and leaned in on my ego for a protection mechanism. 
Emotions are portals in and out of parallel dimensions, running simultaneously with the true time reality that facilitates per personas. The ego has a union member in all humanistic dimensions and is always ready to exploit a wound. I'm talking about a wound through the heartstrings, relationships of entanglement made free in this reality. The way is clear. The cheat is unbelievably that. There is no cheat. You have to know the cheat is only blind fear. You have to feel this to know it. Words cannot convey the message that transcends vibrations. There is no language that exists beyond existence, so humans are never going to understand it, even when they witness it. The ego is a mystery unto itself and is constantly trying to figure itself out, not realizing that it is already dead in a place where it cannot exist. Do you feel to know or do you know to feel? Aren't they both constantly transcending each other? Yet we use words. This is Cheap by Clayon Carter.